ow, 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 What's going on over there? Um, I'm just peeling off all of my sunburn and it's bleeding. Oh, that sucks. That sucks so bad. Do you have any SPF? Do you have any SPF? Yeah. Why does that even, you're on a different island than me. How's that even going to help you? I don't know. You always said you have an arm like a rocket. Maybe you could chuck it to me. Uh, yeah, I have an arm like a rocket. I can't, I don't have aim like a missile though. Uh, there's no way that I could possibly, I would probably <laughs> overthrow. Remember, um, the end of the world fires the missiles. Are you telling I me that the world ended? No, 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 no. I'm saying like that, um, like flash animation video that, man, I wish we could go back to that internet. Oh, that would be so great. I wish that yeah. I could just go back to like having the internet at all. I mean, my mansion over here on my island, it mm. has like a really massive DVD library and everything and lots of Blu-rays and some laser discs and what some have you VHSs, been uh, some Betamaxes, has a lot of mini discs. It has some really good CDs, ow, ow, some ow, ow. HD DVDs, <laughs> some CDRs, some nice burnt mix CDs. It's got some cassette tapes. Don't say the word burnt. <laughs> mini cassette tapes. Yeah, I actually feel you on that because the tip of my nose got red yesterday, and <laughs> when I was in the um, when I was in the sunroom, I was in the sunroom, and the tip of my nose got red because I actually. Uh, fell asleep because I ate too much Ben and Jerry's. So, uh, I don't remember the last time I ate something that isn't a coconut or a banana. I actually feel your pain there. Oh God, I would love a piece of fresh fruit right now. Uh, all that I actually have over here is they have, I um, see an orange tree. Yes, there is an orange tree, uh, but there's kind of a pretty large-scale agriculture operation over here outside the mansion, and they use GMOs, so I don't actually want to eat any of that stuff. Uh, but there's actually a lot of Totino's and Ben & Jerry's, so I've pretty much basically been eating Totino's and Ben & Jerry smoothies uh, over <laughs> here. That sounds so good. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I feel for you over there. Um, God, what do you think that the rest of the world is up to? I mean, obviously, you and I, we've been on our little separate islands for the last five weeks weeks or so. Uh, I basically just been kind of imagining that basically everyone in the world is on their own little island right now. I mean, that's better than the alternative, which is just that life is going on without us. I don't think that life could go on without us. Not for our listeners. That's true. Uh, Yeah. Chicago Heroes certainly couldn't go on without us. Uh, I mean, I pretty much imagine that the show will stop existing at the moment that we do because no art can survive without its number one and number one fan. Yeah, that's true. Because that's who, yeah. we're who they do it for. Yeah, even though they've told us multiple times that we're not, I know what we yeah. are. Yeah, they've said in sort of legalese you know, yeah. from all the lawyers and everything. And I actually yeah. don't know how they found our addresses out here on the islands Yeah, um, to have the planes dropping off those cease and desist letters. Yeah, uh, and habeas kinda. corpus and all that. Yeah, sort of. Um, it was actually funny. This FedEx plane flew over and all these packages tumbled out of it <laughs> uh, onto my island. Yeah. And a bunch of them was cease and desist letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, this FedEx employee guy, he actually also 
kind of fell out of the plane. It crashed. The plane crashed in the ocean pretty close by. I don't know. Did you see it from your island? Do you see that happen? Yeah, but what's interesting is that before it crashed, I saw something from your island kind of shoot up at it. Like some sort of like gun or like like you fired some missiles or something. Yeah. So about that, that was actually um, an accident. Uh, that was my arm. I was, because I got an arm like a rocket. Yeah. So. And you were throwing the oranges because you were so pissed to find out that they have GMOs. Right. Or that they are GMO. Right. And the oranges. They have GMOs. Oranges is, of course, what we call, um, there's a grenade stockpile over here. And those grenades, um, they're all painted orange. So I got them confused with the oranges. So I was trying to throw the oranges because I don't like that they're GMO, but of course the grenade stockpile is built on this, um, this, uh, um, Jeff Koontz sculpture or whatever that looks like a tree and it's got all these grenades on it. It's kind of a commentary. I don't, I think Jeff Koontz is overrated. Oh, you know what this was? It was a Banksy actually. I got it confused. I always am getting their work confused. I got, yeah, I got it confused. There's um, there's uh, there's a dog over here, a li- living dog that they made oh, look like a Jeff Koons dog. Jeff Koons painted it. Um, you remember those monkeys I was talking about? Like, there's one that was sort of harassing me a lot, and then I killed it by shoving a banana so far up its ass it <laughs> disemboweled the monkey. Yeah, I remember that. How could I forget? Okay, well, it had a lot of babies and because you put it into song. Yeah, I did, and I don't think. I can so sing catchy. the song anymore, but uh, what I'm trying to say is the fam- the monkey had a family, and now that's kind of a whole issue of like kind of a lot of monkeys now sort of harassing me and yeah, um, trying to just you know kill me with their bare hands or just like shoving a coconut at my head and and now are you talking about our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and how could you forget the song that you had written because it went. Uh, 99 bananas on my tree, 99 bananas on my tree, take one down, shove it up a monkey's ass until it's dead, 98 bananas on my tree. Okay, well, it seems like you remembered it better than I do. I (laughs) am actually really just sort of, I think I have sun poisoning and, again, haven't really eaten any Mm. sort of food besides coconut or bananas for a really long time, so I'm feeling kind of crazy and not good. I think I might have iron poisoning or something kind of like iron poisoning, like iron, you know, irony poisoning. Yeah. Because um, I've been eating so much steak over here because there's all these porterhouses in the fridge. I thought freezer. you were just eating toast, Totino's and Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, oh. I've been eating the porterhouses for dessert. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah this well, and guy, then there's that Benny, Ben and Jerry's flavor. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. And that, I mean... That's probably yeah. I actually haven't I haven't then. missed any steak. I've actually had one for every meal for dessert. So I've had my Totino's and Ben and Jerry smoothie for breakfast, and then my breakfast mm. dessert. I've had them my lunch and my lunch oh, dessert. Wow. Oh no! What happened? My skin's all falling off. Well, um, you know, maybe try to look on the bright side. I mean, you should probably look on the shady side, actually, in terms of what's happening to you. But. Uh, Look on the bright side. Maybe you can use your skin for, if you get enough of it, you can use it to make a tent. Or a boat. And that's even brighter. Uh, yeah, so anyway, this plane, I don't know if you saw it, it crashed kind of by, just by accident from when I threw a grenade at it. And 
it crashed into the ocean just on the other side of the island. And this FedEx guy was, he had fallen down with it. I mean, he was in the plane, so he had fallen down with it when it crashed. And he tried to come onto the island and everything. And I, I caught him basically, kind of just like kind of skulking around the property. Yeah. Talking, talking to this coconut. So I had to bash his head in. But anyway. Um, How did you watch the season premiere of Chicago Heroes? Oh, we have, um, there was a, there were actually a bunch of screeners on the FedEx package. So Fuck. I just That's fired. That's so cool. <laughs> I just fired one of those up for season four screener. That's so cool. What did you do? Okay, so you know how we're using two tin. You know how we're using two tin cans um, to sort to of talk to each other right now to t- sort of record this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I have figured is that I'm a little bit of a MacGyver myself, and I actually made a cell phone out of a coconut. Um, and just like a couple of leaves and some other various bones and stuff that I've just sort of found on the island. And, um, I don't get any cell service. I can't make any calls like to call for help. That's what I was going to ask. No, I can't do that, but I have so much data that I can stream. Got it. Yeah. And now you can send a text message with data, right? What? But I guess, well, can you send a text message with data? I don't think so. I guess 911 doesn't take texts anyway, so it's probably a lost cause. Yeah. Um, and they probably Does don't even Domino's come out to Does take texts? Okay, try that, though. Because yeah. if they can send a FedEx over here, and I, okay, granted, they weren't actually trying to come here, you know, but it was kind of a happy accident. Um, text pizza to Domino's. Now, MacGyver... Is that um, is that a Scottish version of Bon Iver? Yeah. Okay, because Bon Iver is sort of French, but MacGyver, you know, yeah. it's kind of like... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. MacGyver, well, Bon Iver. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of would play out better written, maybe. I don't uh, know. It's a written joke. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hello there, Hero Heads, and welcome back to Season 4 of Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast for Chicago Heroes, television's number one show. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? (laughs) Well, I'll say a question back to you. What is life? It's everything (laughs) under the sun, uh, which is where you currently are chilling, or should I say roasting. me. Uh, and what I'm currently roasting is uh, your ass on this podcast. <laughs> I'm uh, grilling more than I'm chilling right now. So even though you and I are... But you're the dairy queen, because you're eating a lot of Ben and Jerry's and pizza rolls and stuff. Wouldn't that make me the Jerry queen? Fuck. God damn it. So my name actually is not Jerry Queen. Uh, don't be fooled. It's actually Ben Flores, and I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. 
And I'm Sarah Black, and I am the other host of this podcast. Now, Sarah, I know that all of our listeners out there in listener land have been uh, waiting with bated breath, or maybe they've been baiting with weighted breath. Uh, or maybe they're waiting with bacon breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So any of those would actually be pretty funny. Um, but what they've really been doing is kind of sad, which is sitting at home, probably on their own island alone, and crying because they We haven't been, been here. <laughs> waiting for the new episode of Please Save Me. Well, fear not, because here we are. Yeah, we're here, and the new episode is out. They must have sensed a disturbance in the force, if you will, and just said, you know what the world needs right now? An episode, a season premiere, no less, of Chicago Heroes. What would you give this new season of Chicago Heroes as a rating, just r right off the bat. How do you rate this first episode of season four of Chicago Heroes? Time flies by, by the way. I can't believe we're already at season four. I know. A family of monkey bones is what I would rate it. That's what you would rate it? Yeah. Okay. Which um, is, which, okay, the monkeys are bad, but the bones are good. Okay. And I actually have a different question about that, which is, um, <laughs> is, um, is it a is it a monkey family's bones or is it a because you said a family of monkey bones so what I want to know is are these the bones of a group of monkeys that were a family when they were alive and are they still alive because um, mm -hmm. even living things have bones or no <laughs> is no or, no no or is this collection of monkey bones that become wait a family a in wait death? a second we don't have bones. So you got caught up on the bones thing in terms of living things having bones. Okay, have you ever seen a skeleton? It's dead. Don't you remember from... See, this exact conversation, almost verbatim, was had in an episode of Chicago Heroes. What? In, um, what? Yeah, in season two where... Uh, the medical examiner and one of the doctors were discussing, you know, do people have bones? Do they not have bones? And they had that um, patient who they opened up to just kind of see. Uh, they kind of repeated the experiment for science, just kind of reproducibility and everything. And they, they found out, yeah, people actually do have bones. Okay, I just thought that was like a fantasy episode, like yeah. a sci-fi sort of episode. No, a lot of the science on Chicago Heroes is real. Fuck. Yeah. Sh oh, fuck. Okay. Well, when I said that, what I meant was the bones of a family of monkeys. Okay. That makes sense. That so I killed. They're dead. So it doesn't uh -huh. matter if bones are in alive things or not. And what did you use for a weapon to, to kill those Different monkeys? stuff for each one. Made them all watch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you do yeah. sort of a um, thumbs up, thumbs down kind of gladiator type of a? Uh, are you not Never entertained? Seen it. Never are you not seen entertained it. situation? Mm -hmm. okay. Maybe well, I'll stream you, that next. If you did that, the monkeys basically have seen it. Mm. So they got one up on you. Too bad they don't have a podcast. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Anyway, I give it a ten out of ten. So for this episode, let's just get right into the recap. I know that our listeners have been waiting for. Um, hearing about the plot of this episode, because some of them, if they're actually out on their own islands, which we're kind of assuming that they are, right? Um, just because we are and we can't really think beyond our own little tiny noggins, um, 
I imagine that they haven't been able to see, you know, they're probably not as smart as you as Oh, no way. genius as you even to make their they own. They probably believe bones are in things and living things. <laughs> iPhones. Uh, so they probably haven't seen it. Wait, so, so before we even get into this, I want to yeah. take a pause here. Like I literally mm-hmm. want to pause the podcast and uh-huh. And um, is that are you taking pause from the monkeys? So those monkeys pause or I would never Come on. I know how that ends. Yeah. Everybody blows up. Choking to death on a monkey's paw. Exactly. So what I wanted to pause here and do is for the second, for the, for, um, for just a second, <laughs> I want to turn it over to the listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a podcast, it's an audio format. It's kind of a one way street, but I do want to give our listeners a chance to say out loud what they thought of the season premiere. So in a couple seconds, I'm going to give you that time, just a few moments to, um, say your rating and overall how you felt. And thank you for being Time's a guest. On, yep. Thank you for being a guest on our podcast. And while we're turning things over to you, how about you actually, um, you actually follow, like us and subscribe us and follow this podcast on Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and a review because in season four, we actually have a, um, we have a pledge that we are going to make to you and to ourselves right now. Uh, and this is uh, this is the Please Save Me Pledge. Mm-hmm. We promise... Put your hand over your heart. We promise to uh, never stop doing the podcast, even if we have zero listeners, uh, until we're dead. We're not going to stop doing it until we're dead. And so if you want us to stop, then you're going to have to kill us. And so if you are going to have a good chance at killing us... The best shot that you'll have at that is getting as many people on your side as possible, which means you should probably try to get other people to listen to it. Because if you try to get someone to help you kill someone, they never even heard of them, they don't know him from Adam, then they're not going to help you. So the only way that you're going to be able to get someone to help you kill us so that we'll stop doing the podcast is by getting them to listen to it first so that they can hate us as much as you do. Amen. So you say that five times fast. Um, ben, I thought of something. Okay. The pledge inspired me to ask you this question. What yeah. is sadder, a podcast with zero listeners or a podcast with one listener? <laughs> yeah, definitely one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pathetic. Pretty easy question to answer. I'll tell you what was not sad because it was actually mostly exciting was this first episode of season four of Chicago Heroes. Oh, my God. Oh, my so, God. So, wow. Wowie, I'm still wowie, fucked up. Wowie. Yeah, I'm we still fucked up. Open on the big red phone in the hero house ringing okay um and i think you guys will probably remember oh god don't even say that so i think you guys remember from the last episode we were talking kind of about our hopes and dreams for this new season things like that i had mentioned i would love to see the hero house get a gut rehab completely get refinished totally um that didn't happen so much in fact i think over this the course of the two, the season break it perhaps got even worse yeah. the floors are made of cardboard now it's kind of sort of a couple walls are missing yeah. things like that um, jun- junkies falling out in the hallways and stuff like that um anyway the Sarah. phone remains the same glistening beautiful spotless red 
hero phone. Oh, yeah. They keep that fucker clean. So it was ringing, ringing, and we get this nice little bit of fan service, which this show doesn't do often. Um, but they kind of let us have a moment where we see each of the heroes all trying to get out of their bedroom and get to the phone first. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so go, yes, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, Monica, classic, our mm-hmm. um, police chief officer. Of police. Chief of police. She, Queef of police uh, is what she was doing when she heard that phone ring. <laughs> She's lying there sound asleep, just letting out her nightly queefs and then ring, ring, ring. Yep, exactly. And then, you know, um, Joey... Joey was the last one to the phone because he was so busy getting his dick sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And yep. And then by Rachel- himself. So that was a big change from season to season. Was Joey finally got that surgery that he'd been waiting to try to get? <laughs> yep. Yep. He was sucking his own dick, and he was so close to finishing that he couldn't get up and get the phone. So mm-hmm. he kind of was the last one. But he did try. He. But what he basically <laughs> did was he because he was already kind of ro- rolled up like a wheel. So he just tried to kind of roll himself uh, head over heels um, all the way. And that's where the medical realism of this show really comes into play. Oh, yeah. He got bruised and banged up um, uh-huh. trying to do that. Uh, so, yeah, you said Joey was actually the last one who got there, even though he was the second one to leave. Uh, did you say Who did you say who was next? Rachel. Yes, Rachel. So Rachel is the paramedic in the show. Joey, obviously, is a firefighter. Um, uh-huh. So not the brightest banana in the bunch, obviously. No. Um, yeah. Rachel's a paramedic, so she... Was playing Operation. Had, and she was yeah. kind of doing her continuing education. Yeah, so she was playing Operation, and when the phone rang, it startled her, so she lost. It went... Zzz. Yeah, and then she was upset, so she had to cry for a little while. Well, it's because she was playing Operation on a real guy, and so she electrocuted <laughs> yeah. him to death. She was, yeah. And then so she was sort of like the last, second to last person to get to the phone because she was sort of crying. Yeah, about and she that. had him in a bubble bath, and she was trying to operate on him with hair dryers. Yeah. So. So. And we're kind of actually assuming that she was playing the game Operation. Basically, we saw she had a guy in a bubble bath, she had a couple hair dryers. <laughs> And it's really she's important to know that it was a bubble bath. It's a bubble bath. And she said, really good. she said, uh, she said, I can't, I'm trying to dry you off, but you just won't get dry. Yeah. <laughs> this water's taking forever to evaporate. Um, <laughs> so anyway, then we got to Chandler, who is the lawyer. lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was who watching, used to be a pig. He was watching A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and had to finish the movie up. So yeah, he's like, I'm not get getting that. I got to finish this fast. film. Um, and we forgot I just to got say to the good part. We forgot. Uh, yeah, we forgot to say that. Cop Monica, she actually had to stop along the way and harass some of the junkies that were in the stairwell and in the house. Just kind of write them tickets and kind yeah. of for loitering and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and everything. Um. So it took her a long time to get there. Yep. And then our last mm, hero, I guess. If, if you, you can, can even call him that. that. You can't. Um, is Ross, the paleontologist. And he was doing fuck all. He was just like watching Jurassic Park. And he yeah. goes, well, I've seen this a hundred times. So he just kind of turned it off, calmly walked down the hall, picked up the phone and said. Hello, hero house. And what he was supposed to say is, how can I help you? But he forgot because he's so stupid. 
A voice of a rich woman comes through on the other end of the line. You can tell that she's rich because... She got, no. She's got that kind of, um, what is it, mid-Atlantic. She sounds like freaking Fraser or whatever. Yes. Yeah, she did. Like she sort did of sound, British. She did sound almost, yes, sort of like an American who's uh, affected in the same way that a Brit is, but without the actual British accent. Yeah. She says, good day. I'm, quali- I'm calling to inquire about a crime that has taken place at my estate this weekend. Exactly. And Ross says, okay, let me just get your name and a couple other details. Um, like she says, you- nonsense. I haven't got time for all that. Why don't you just listen, my good man? That's what you're paid to do. And he goes, okay, okay. And by that time, all the heroes are sort of crowded around the phone, all mm-hmm. with their ears to the receiver. They look like the freaking Brady Bunch. Yeah, or Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Just the dog. (laughs) And I guess I was kind of thinking about the Brady Bunch. It shows all their faces in the different squares, right? It doesn't actually show them gathered around the phone. Yeah. So maybe they were more like a banana bunch. (sighs) Fuck. Well, the jokes keep keep coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah. Um, And I feel like I've been walking on the sun. Which is kind of a different thing. That was about how Ross was feeling by the end of this conversation with this woman. He's freaking sweating like a hog because... uh, Chandler goes, am I looking in a mirror of myself when I was born as a pig? Yeah. And so there's actually... I said that there wasn't much fan service in this show, but actually this episode, they went pretty heavy on it. Yeah, they Um, referenced a lot of old episodes (laughs) and like... They did. And yeah. I loved that they did, on mine anyway, they did the pop-up video where it showed what the references were to. Yeah, right? I, you know, like, I like that they do that. I always am grateful when they do that, but I do think it's a device that they have kind of been using a lot. Yeah, definitely. Well, the network bought um, VH1 or MTV or whichever one of those used used to use that. Yeah, it's um, VH1, but they're owned by the same company. Yeah, so they own the patent now to using text that pops up on video, so they kind of have to get their money's worth. And did you think it was a little heavy-handed that now the show is called Viacom Presents Chicago Heroes? I thought that it was done with a light touch. I mean, <laughs> they made the Viacom Presents Chicago Heroes at the beginning. They made the font for Viacom the biggest, right? Viacom is the biggest font and um, then Presents is second biggest and then Chicago Heroes is smallest, which I actually think is pretty respectful because it means that you have to work harder to see the words of Chicago Heroes, which means you're actually kind of, they're saying it's worth more. Mm, by you're spending more time font. with you it. You squint yeah. really hard to see mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, the Wealthy Socialite basically says... Um, this weekend, uh, a cat burglar stole my diamonds. They stole my precious diamonds from my local Chicago estate, one of many that I own. And this diamond collection is worth millions, dare I say, trillions of dollars. What uh, makes a cat burglar different from the like normal? Well, that's what Ross actually asked. Yeah, that's know? what I'm, I'm just reading the lines with you. Yeah, uh, and they said... Are you a hero or are you not a hero? And Ross goes, well, I've kind of been asking that myself. 
And they say, Well, I've been kind of asking that myself. I'm reading his lines. A cat burglar sneaks in in the night. You never even know they were there. Ross says, oh, okay. And then he goes, uh, I sort of actually thought it was a thief who enters a building by climbing to an upper story, but whatever you say, ma'am. And she says, well, all of the floors on my estate are upper stories. There's no such thing as the ground floor here. There's merely the basement where all the help lives. And then Ross goes, Oh, you live in the floating mansion on Chicago Avenue. She goes, yes, yes, of course. You should have already known this. In any case, uh, I shan't need you to be investigating this crime. I merely needed to report it for insurance purposes. Ross goes, it's no bother. No, it's no bother. It's fine. Um, Yeah, uh, okay. Well, okay, lady, have a good night. And she goes, no, really, you don't need to investigate it. They, they hauled them out to the middle of the lake and dumped them in there. It's, you're never going to find them. Don't worry about it. And by this point, a couple of the heroes have kind of gone back to what they were doing already. Like, Joey is back to sucking his own dick. and because yeah. <laughs> he had a refractory period. Yeah, and Monica is sort of, like, doing target practice on the people in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. so that's all kind of going down. Yeah. And uh, it's Ross, going down for real. Ross hangs up the phone, and uh, the heroes, next thing that we cut to, they're, where are they? I mean, if you give a hero a bone, what are they going to do with it? Well, either suck it or eat it. Wait, right. what did you want me to so say? So they're actually sucking it, um, by which I mean they're out on the lake and they are trying to locate these gems, right? I yeah. mean, these guys are born heroes. Some of them were yes. made, but either way, but they, they, were, were all, they were all born at some point. Yes. And yes. now they're heroes. And so they're going to do what a hero is going to do, which is try Solve. to find diamonds lost by a wealthy socialite that have been stolen by a cat burglar, taken mm-hmm. out on the lake and dropped to the bottom of them never to be re- dropped to the bottom of the lake never to be retrieved. Right. So they all go and they all are like, "Okay, I'm going to find the jewels." Mm-hmm. And sort of start they start trying to do that and Joey tries like just diving off the pier and he sort of bonks his head on the um bottom of the <laughs> lake. Yeah, it's 3 feet right there. Yeah, so that doesn't go so hot. And that's including the pier, which is two feet high. Yeah, exactly. So it's actually only one foot of water. (laughs) So Joey is actually out for the rest of the episode. Yeah. He's out cold. And we kind of don't know what happens to him Face down at the bottom of the water. Because no one goes in to fish him out. No. Um, They're all kind of like, yeah, he'll get out of there. Yeah. um, Rachel takes a snorkel. She she steals a snorkel from a kid. And she actually just goes down and pretty much puts it in Joey's mouth and just kind of so that he can breathe while he's down there. Exactly. But the snorkel's taking in, I would say, about half water and half air. Yeah, if that. Yeah. I'm not taking in a whole lot. So he's down for the count. Yep. And Monica sort of, <laughs> she tries arresting the lake first. She says to the lake, you're under arrest. Um, Lake doesn't really do anything, so she tries shooting it with her gun. Yeah, she tries tasing it, which um, you actually know that the taser works at least because Joey kind of, he goes Pops up. Yeah, (laughs) pops up out of the water for a minute like a dolphin or something. Yeah, he does. So um, that actually might end up keeping him alive. Yeah, like a defibrillator. 
because Monica doesn't stop trying that throughout the whole episode. <laughs> so about every 45 seconds or so, <laughs> no matter where else the action is, we cut back to Monica tasing the water, Joey popping up out of it, <laughs> taking a big fat breath, <laughs> falling back in. And the human body is amazing. Very but resilient. You know, but you know whose body isn't so amazing? Chandler. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Pretty bad. No. He, um, he puts on his little floaties, like, um, you know, that go over your arms for, yeah. basically for babies. Right. And he sort of starts paddling out to the middle of the lake, right. and then he's sort of like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's right. Sort of gets, well, because his wig is weighing him down. Yeah. His big, long um, judge's wig. Oh, yes, his powdered wig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, and I can't get this wet. I right. spent like 3K on this, and I can't, I can't get it wet. Right. A lot of the powder is uh, coming off of the wig and thickening the lake, which yeah. makes it harder it's for making him to Making it swim. into a roux. Yes. Because uh, the lake is... Gonna, butter <laughs> we actually have never said that before but it has been true for all three seasons of chicago heroes that chicago lake is of course made of clarified butter um, or ghee ghee yeah uh so it's got that going for it yeah you um, don't really need to know that so well, it makes sense because they use chicago lake water for making chicago chowder Oh, so, that's right, yeah. And that's why it has that good buttery taste. Right. Uh, so anyway, Chandler doesn't make it to past maybe three feet out, you know, mm -hmm. so he's pretty much close to Joey. Um, and Rachel, she tries, right? She tries to go for it. Um, With a snorkel? Uh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, well, because the snorkel she gave to Joey, right? So she's oh, like, okay, right, right, right. well, I was going to use my snorkel to swim, so I don't really know what to do. And then she, she goes, goes back to the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, and just sort of sits in there. Right. Tries to drive it into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but she accidentally, she accidentally has it in reverse. <laughs> so it backs into a bank. Yeah. And all the money starts kind of tumbling out and all these kind of Occupy Chicago types are like kind of taking the money and like going victory, success, we won. We finally did it, folks. Yeah, right. Um, and then Ross kind of doesn't do anything. Ross really yeah. has nothing to offer in this situation. And right. Per He's usual, watching Jurassic he Park. Yeah, he's just watching Jurassic Park on his phone and just sort of being like, yeah, guys, let me know if you need anything. And they're all kind of like, no. Right. Yeah, we'll let you know, but we don't. After about an hour of this in real time, Ross, uh, Ross's movie ends, and he goes, gee, have we still not made any progress on this? Well, I guess it's time to call in the experts. Yeah, and they all go, Oh yes, experts. Yeah, yeah, they all go. But yes, the expert. We cut. Yep. Where do we cut to? We Tw cut two twenty one B Baker Street. And I was thinking, where have I seen this before? And then I remembered the end of season three, which was the exactly. part of Chicago Heroes that came right before this beginning of season four. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it wasn't hard to remember, but it also did not come immediately. No, I had to check my notes. And yeah. I had this note that we had seen this scene before of this of this detective in, or like they seem kind of like a detective, you know, because they, they seem mm-hmm. to be thinking, investigating. Um, in 221B Baker Street, looking mm-hmm. at the footage of Mayor Lisa Kudrow at her rally in Chicago when she got killed before right. she was resurrected three days later uh-huh. coming out of the, emerging from the lake right like the lady of the lake from our after Ethereum her Legends. viking funeral after she had a viking funeral and everything yep. so yeah that was at the end of season three basically mary lisa kudrow was running for president she had this rally she got shot at the rally That's they right. buried her at sea in chicago lake at the viking funeral three days later on the day of the presidential election she emerged from the water and she emerged victorious in the presidential election because everyone was amazed by what they called the um, the miracle on Chicago Lake. The miracle mayor on Chicago Lake. The miracle mayor on Chica- of Chicago Lake. I totally forgot the mayor part. That's okay. Um, I had so we had seen notes. this detective in 221B Baker Street looking at the footage that people took of her getting shot, and he kind of goes, um, the detective mm. goes, something's fishy, fishy here. here. And he kept sort of saying that and saying that. And uh, I mean, it left me feeling a little unsettled because to me it felt like case closed. She's back to life. She won the presidential election in a landslide because everybody was like, okay, this is something special. Um, And I sort of felt like, okay, what a nice note to end season three on. Just like a kind of big victory for all of our heroes. And I was surprised that the show took that sort of turn to say, hmm, maybe not all as it seems. Yeah, I mean, and definitely not all as it seems because, you know, also in this guy's um, 221B Baker Street, there's there was not any fish in that scene. So that's already got me feeling uncomfortable because he's, yes. like, you know. Like, so hey, what are you talking are, about? Yeah, why are you saying something's fishy? There's no fish. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't like it when they do that kind of thing. I don't either. Everybody has to be literal or otherwise I don't get it. But unfortunately we have to be ill at ease for another moment here because they pretty much replay or they not replay that scene, but they cut right back into it. Yes. He's like, Hmm, something's fishy here. And, uh, I thought, Oh God, this is going to keep going. Isn't it? This guy's going to go further with this. Shit. Yeah. Not good. Well, no, actually he, he turns off the TV he puts away his files. He pats he, his belly, which is full of <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, again, kind of frustrating that it's not fish, but he goes, he goes, oh, well, uh, I don't feel like investigating this right now. It's probably all fine. Anyway. Uh, what was I doing? Where were we is what he says. What yeah. was I doing? Where were we? <laughs> he does a couple different takes of that. He goes, what was I doing? Where were we? Uh, what was I doing? Where were we? Let's see if I can jog my memory. He turned, He leans over to the coffee table. A bunch of fat lines of cocaine are spread out. He yep. snorts one of the rails, blows it hard. Um, actually, he, it takes him a few tries. He blows. He he actually tries. He blows it first, and it kind of all falls off the coffee table. Yeah, and he goes, um, "Wait, duh, I what? I thought this is how you did it." I thought you blew out on it with your nostrils like a bull. Yeah. And uh, um, 
a voice, a kind of lusty, uh, husky, lust, busty. lusty, busty voice comes from uh, the his Murphy bed that's pulled down over in the uh, apartment. And she goes, you always do get sucking and blowing confused. Let me see if I can remind you. And it's his lover. Yeah. And he goes, wait a minute. I'm trying to do a bunch of blow here. Yeah. And she goes, is there enough for two? And he's like, no, I just like completely blew one of the lines. Yeah, uh, and he goes, and by blow, I don't mean I sucked it. I mean I blew it, and it flew off the coffee table. There's powder everywhere. There's only one everywhere. reference for me. He goes, you know what? Get the hell out of here. And she goes, wait, this is my apartment. Yeah, we should say who actually is playing these people. Um, Why? The woman Everybody is, knows. Oh, yeah, you're right. Everyone does know that the woman is, of course, uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, and the guy is just kind of a day player. So she goes, it's my apartment. And he goes, oh, I guess you're right. And he le- she kicks him out. He leaves. Yeah. Yep. Phone rings. <laughs> yep. Phone rings. Lucy Lou picks it up and she goes, what? I just kicked my boyfriend out of my house for the last time and you call me at this moment it is uh ross and she she sort of puts the phone to her chest to muffle it and turns to the camera breaks the fourth wall and goes oh not this guy yeah totally and i'm totally sympathetic to her you know yeah Honestly, I would just assume if the choice was between seeing a show that had Ross in it, seeing a show in which Lucy Liu plays whatever the heck she is um, at this apartment, whatever she does, I would rather see her doing what she does for like a whole show pretty much than seeing Ross. Um, I agree. So I'm crossing my fingers at this point that we're going to get some of that. Well, it seems like we might, and I don't want to blow through that too quickly, but um, she goes, I can't believe this guy. And then Ross goes... Hey, we need your help again. We cut. It's amazing that Chicago Heroes has used three cuts so far in this episode because usually they they use maybe one. Um, So usually we kind of see characters in real time go from location to location or kind of using the bathroom, eating, sleeping, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I thought, I mean, it felt kind of erratic almost how much they were cutting. I didn't like it. And the the episode was short too. It was only six or seven hours. Uh, Which for a season premiere is about the third, a third of the time it should be. Right. The blink of an eye. Yes. Um, So we cut to the lake and uh, Lucy Liu's character. um, Do you remember her character? Did she get a name in this episode? Um, yeah, but I don't remember it. Shirley. 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 It was Shirley something. Yeah, Shirley. I want to say Shirley Temple, but that's just, that was what she was drinking. That's just my favorite drink. Oh. Well, because you got it from the show. Yeah, and Um, now it's my favorite drink, even (laughs) though I've never had one, because all I've ever had is coconuts and bananas. Right. I've been drinking them nonstop over here. Um, mm. I like to add vodka to them. So, Shirley Hol- Homer Simpson. 
Shirley Homer Simpson. That was her name. Yes, Shirley Homer Simpson. And she is a private guy who lives at 221B Baker Street. Now I'm remembering. Because um, they kept asking her about her personal life and she, or about her, you know, life, they, you know, because they would say, what do you do? And she said, I told you, I'm a private guy. Yep. So, yep. Kind of stop asking me. And I'm then a Joey guy. points to his dick and he goes, me too. Right. This was, of course, um, on one of the moments in which he had been tased and he was flopping around out of the water up in the air like a dolphin. He kind of took right. that moment to kind of point to his dick and kind of do that. Yeah. Um, so Lucy Liu, so Shirley Homer Simpson, she's got all of her uh, scuba diving gear on. Yep. And uh, she goes, I guess I got to do this all myself. Um, and she, and they go, remember, you're looking for, you're looking for uh, probably the richest person in Chicago's diamond. So, you know, don't come back till you found them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes down to scuba dive around the bottom of the lake. And, yep. um, and it's, it gets pretty deep out there. It can go as deep as 10, 10 20 feet um, <laughs> uh, towards the middle. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so she's down there a while. Yeah. I'm afraid she's going to get the bends. Yeah, totally. Um, and we're not talking about uh, the and, and that's the bend is the D. Yeah, um, I also hope she doesn't get the bends, which the is bends, what, which is of course what I was. It was of course my barbershop quartet that I have with um, Ben Kingsley, Ben Platt, uh, Ben Platt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben Platt, uh, Ben Kingsley, Ben Platt, me, and um, Ben folds five. So ben it's actually five. more than a quartet. So there's nine. There's eight of us. <laughs> eight. Nine of uh, eight, eight of us in yeah. eight of us in the quartet. Yeah. Um. So the other guys in it, of course, are the guy. The other guys in the Ben Folds Five is, of course, there's um, Ben from the office, Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. There's um, Ben Mendelson. Uh huh. There's um, Benjamin ben, Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. Um. There's the uh, what's that guy's name who plays John Ralphio on Parks and Rec? Um, ben. Ben. He's a uh, does Ben. So it's that guy. Yeah. Um, and he does improv with um, that guy from Silicon Valley. Oh, um, the guy who um, is part of the lifestyle. Yes. So it's him. So he's one of the other guys. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. And then of course the fifth member of Ben Folds Five is the band Breaking Benjamin, <laughs> which has four people in it. So. And do you want to name those? Yes, there's actually uh, like eleven or eleven or twelve guys in the um, in the quartet. In the quartet, and so those guys that are in Breaking Benjamin, Ben is Affleck, of course, Ben Affleck, um, Benjamin Franklin uh, impersonator. There's a guy who's a Benjamin Franklin impersonator. Ben Stiller, one of the band. Ben Stiller, and uh, Benny and the Jets is the fourth member of. Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> okay, so, he, so in terms of Benny and the Jets, you got like at least maybe 11 or 12 of those guys. So we don't have time to go into that. Yeah, no, no, no. Because the Jets, I mean, there's a lot of them. Yes. I mean, you got Mark Sanchez. Anyway, it's kind of a football joke. So I got it. Yeah. So Lucy Liu is um, Shirley Homer Simpson. She's scuba diving around at the bottom of the lake. And she doesn't find any diamonds, but what does she find? Okay, she's kind of this really exploring. freaked me out. 
she's exploring around this uh, canoe that's, you know, sunk into the bottom of the lake. Yeah. And she, she sees something floating and she goes, oh, that must be seaweed or kelp or something. Right. Um, and we can see that in a thought bubble over her head. Yeah. And then we see her sort of lift up the tipped over canoe at the bottom of the ocean or at the bottom of the lake. And um, she lifts it up and underneath dead body. Dead that was body. hair. That was not seaweed or kelp. Scared me. I freaked out. Yeah. I was like, okay, what is this? Right. A horror show? Yeah. Totally freaked me out. I started throwing grenades and <laughs> um, luckily I didn't hit the TV with one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I almost threw my coconut phone into the ocean, but then I didn't because a monkey had sort of um, found some sort of sap or glue from a tree and had put it on my hand while I was sleeping so that when I touched my phone when I woke up, it stuck to my hand and it's still sort of stuck there. Right, and it's a good thing that the... um, palm side of your hands didn't get sunburnt because otherwise your skin would have come off uh, if you t- tried to throw the phone that was super glued to the skin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, obviously you pretty much have your hands around the little monkey's necks most of the time. That's right. So the sun doesn't hit the palms. And it's interesting because you would, th- um, isn't whacking the monkey a th- thing for your jacking off? Right. And then and of course cho- you've been and choking the chicken is another yeah. one, but I've been choking the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to make your own fun, I guess, when you're, you know, bored people get bored. Yeah, um, I tell that. I or say boring this, people get that's bored. That's part of my stand up routine that I do sort of to nobody. <laughs> yeah, you're going a little cuckoo over there. It's okay. Um, but basically, yeah, she finds this body uh, and she goes, Hmm. She doesn't get freaked out at all. She goes, hmm. This looks like looks something familiar. or somebody. Yeah. So she hauls the body up to shore. All the heroes are like kind of clamoring around her. Uh-huh. You know, like, did you find the diamond? Like, why do you have that body? Did you find the diamonds? Oh, the, maybe the diamonds, they're all kind of start hypothesizing. The diamonds are in the body. The diamonds yeah, are the, bo- the diamonds the are in her eyes. Let's pry her eyelids open. Right, so the heroes start kind of trying to desecrate this corpse to find the diamonds. Um, well, Lucy Liu just kind of calmly smokes a pipe. She's just kind of sitting there chilling, smoking a pipe, uh-huh. um, which is, of course, what we call she actually hot boxes her <laughs> scuba gear with weed. Yeah, and they're all sort of trying to figure it out, and she's just looking cool, calm, and collected. And once they have sort of, with well, a frenzy of them trying to figure out what's going on has died down, they tutor her and they say, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you saying anything? She goes, there were never any diamonds to begin with. They go, buh? Not a single jewel or gem. Nope. Uh, and she goes, yeah, it was easy actually to deduce that. And they were like, okay, how did you do it? And she goes, well, um, it's pretty obvious from the recording of the phone call that this was fake. This was an insurance thing, an insurance scam. Right. And she goes, I was able to tell because uh, the tone of voice that the caller used, 
They were speaking in an accent. At first, I couldn't place it. It sounded to me to be British. And then I thought, no, it's not British. It's Mid-Atlantic. And then I thought, it's not Mid-Atlantic. It's, uh, it's British. And I was going back and forth on this until I realized, well, what sort of person would affect errors like that? Somebody pulling an insurance scam. Right. So she goes, so it was easy to deduce. Anyway. Didn't even have to um, use my scuba diving skills to do it. Right. And she goes, oh, and um, by the way, yeah, I actually, um, I called my, I called my, um, I called my assistant. She has an assistant, Mm -hmm. you know? She goes, yeah, when I was down there on the scuba, she has, I have Bluetooth built into the scuba gear. Yep. I called my assistant when I was down at the bottom of the Chicago Lake. I asked him to go look into this. He pretty much went over to this socialite's house and kind of like basically waterboarded her until she confessed. So that's actually how I knew. Yep. Also. And then Ross, Ross, like a freaking idiot, goes, your assistant went to the floating mansion? And everybody's like, yeah, shut up, dude. Who cares about the house? Like, get over it. You're a paleontologist, not a fucking uh, architect. I love seeing them come together to kind of all bag on the architect. Um, They all kind of join in and throw their barbs and japes at him. Yeah. Whenever he tries to talk. Yeah. So I love that. I love people seeing people coming together like that. I um, do too. Especially in times like these when we're stuck on our islands. And at that point, the heroes go, okay, well, I guess we're going to consider this one to be case closed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they haul Joey's lifeless body um, out of the lake. Um, <laughs> and Lucy Lou goes, is he okay? And they go, yeah, he's just sleeping. This anyway, always happens. <laughs> this always happens. <laughs> and, they all, and then we actually, we get one of these classic Chicago Hero scenes where we don't cut. We kind of see them get into the ambulance with Rachel, drive away from the bank that's all smashed up where people are rioting now yep. and looting. And we see them take their whole drive all the way back to the hero house. Uh-huh. And they all have dinner and they all um, go to bed and go to sleep. That's right. And, and I then, thought, oh, okay, this is good. Finally, a little fan service, a little real fan service. Yes, exactly. I love watching them sleep. Yeah. But while this is all happening, surely Homer Simpson, our mm-hmm. private guy, yeah, is still picture down, in picture. Yep, still down at the pier. Yeah, and she's just sort of walking around this body, mm-hmm. saying something something's fishy, fishy here. here. Okay, mind fucking blown, Ben. Yeah, because something literally is fishy there at the lake. Okay, right. So now I'm starting. Now this I can understand. Well, and I liked that she turned again to the camera, broke the fourth wall, and winked. Yes, there's. She goes into there's a um, legal seafood or whatever. It's one of these seafood restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Long John Silver's or something. Yeah. Um, it kind of says bubblegum shrimp on it, and she goes in there. <laughs> And she she eats a meal. So while well, we see the other heroes sleeping, she's eating a meal, and she's saying to herself, something's fishy here. Which, literally, it is. Yep. Okay. Um, we see her go back to her apartment at 221B Baker Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's... Um, and she goes, where is my junk drawer? Where is my junk drawer? And she right. opens the drawer, and it's full of string and 
thumbtacks and pieces of paper. Cans of tuna. Cans of tuna. She More says, cocaine. Something's fishy here. Okay. <laughs> but that's not what I'm looking for. She right. pulls out the string and the tape and the um, scissors and all that stuff. And we see her start to construct one of these classic, like, Detective conspiracy boards. boards. Yeah. Right? All around her apartment, she's putting up pictures of the corpse that she dragged out of the lake. She's putting up pictures of Mayor Lisa Kudrow. She's putting up stills from the video footage of Mayor Lisa Kudrow getting shot at the rally. What I found interesting is that she had pictures of the corpse, but she also sort of nailed the corpse itself up onto that board. Yes, totally. Um, and she had to use big, huge railroad spikes and everything to do it. She had to put yeah. one in each hand. She had to yeah. put a couple in the feet. Yeah, um, and it was sort of like... She kind of prop the head up using some string. Yeah, and it was sort of like... I'm trying to... Like, the body was like in a T. Like a plus sign. Like a plus sign or like a lowercase yeah. T. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and that was just because of the, you know, just the space and the way that the space was constructed. Well, and so she, she can examine each and every crack and crevice of the body more efficiently that way. Right. She gets down on her knees and she looks up at the body and she kind of clasps her hands together and she goes, tell me your secrets. Yep. And then she... Jane Doe. Or should I call you Jane Roe? Because I found you in a lake like <sighs> fish, fish eggs. eggs. And then she sort of has a piece of bread she and a glass of joke. wine in front of the body. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes to bed. It's a slow fade. Yeah. And you know what I think is interesting? And nobody yeah. said it. And if I were a joker in the writer's room and I kind of wanted yep. to punch up the script, there's a joke to be made about swimming with the fishes. Yeah. Kind of a yeah. mob thing when you tell somebody you're going to kill them and put them in the water, you say you'll be swimming with the fishes. And right. frankly, Ben, I would give anything to swim with a fish right now. But unfortunately, you put an electric fence sort of system in the water between us, so I can't. Yeah, because I have to use that electric fence out there to keep the... Um, I'm just actually kind of worried, basically, about the fishes... Um, I evolving legs and walking up onto land and attacking me and becoming so, like a woolly mammoth or something. Right. So I got to kind of electrocute the water. Um, yeah. And we forgot to mention one thing we forgot to mention here. So that's the whole plot. Um, but we did forget one little descriptive detail, which is the body. Um, I got to say to me, to my eye, to my untrained eye, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. no detectorist, but the body looked the actress playing the body looked a lot to me like Lisa Kudrow. Just to me. Wow. You know the actress who plays Mayor Lisa Kudrow? You know Lisa Kudrow, the actress who plays her? Yeah, I do. Blonde. Yeah. Looked a lot like her yeah. playing this corpse that was dragged up from the lake. Yeah. Which would kind of explain why Lucy Liu, Shirley Homer Simpson, Simpson, would think that something was fishy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I know that sometimes the show will just kind of save budget by like hiring actors to play multiple roles or hiring an actress to play multiple roles, you know, and that can get confusing sometimes. You right. Know? Yeah, big they'll time. They'll have, like, you know, they'll have, um, I don't know, they'll have uh, Ed Bigley Jr. play his own mom or something. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you save money on this, but like it's a little confusing that Ed Bigley Jr. is playing like his own mom and a kid. 
Yeah. And the killer who killed both of them. Right. You know. Kind of nutty. But maybe we'll do figure what you that do out in this economy. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out what that's about. So, next week on Chicago Heroes, maybe we'll find out what that's about. Exactly. Well, Sarah, it's uh, it's been fun. It has been, well, talking about this has been fun. Pretty much everything else that has happened to me um, in the past few weeks has been pretty bad, actually. I'm so sorry to hear that, you know. Um, I wish that there was something I could do. Me too. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me again to uninstall the electric fence. I'm not going to do that. Um, okay. Okay. And don't ask me to try to throw you food from over here because I already explained why I'm not going to do that. Can you remind okay. me? And uh, Because I don't have good aim. And mm. don't ask me to try to order Domino's for you using my phones over here because oh. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, Even though I do have phones over here in the mansion. Lots of them. Could you maybe just call for a helicopter for me? Uh, who's paying for that? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it would be, be as easy as this. Put in a fake credit card number on Uber Helicopter and have it sent here. Okay. We've uh, done that before. Okay. That's How do you think true. we got on the cruise in the first place? Yes, that's true. We have... We have done that before. <laughs> uh, well, some of the uh, some of the animals over here at the mansion are starting to act up. I don't know if you heard that dog growling. Yeah, um, I fed it too much uh, Ben and Jerry's, so <laughs> that was actually its ass growling. So <laughs> its ass was growling really big time. Girl, make that ass growl. Well, is there anything that you want to ask our listeners to do before we uh, close out here? If you guys have like food or um, a ladder up into a, um, a helicopter or even just a sunscreen that you can drop onto the island, please do so. And also please subscribe to Please Save Me podcast. Give us a review. Tell your friends. And also just chat with us on Twitter at Please Save Me Pod. Who's got no thumbs and doesn't subscribe to Please save me on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'll tell you, you after I uh, take away the t- after I cut your thumbs off because you didn't use them to subscribe to Please Save Me podcast. That's perfect. So little threat. Yeah, I love it <laughs> for everybody. Okay, well anyway, okay. thank you for listening. Tune back in next week uh, where we'll have episode you. two of season, of season four. four. Two, four. Ten four. Okay, so you're kind of going for something like that there. Yeah. Kind of C C B code thing two four. Yeah. Didn't quite work for me. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to say six eight. You know who do we appreciate? Anybody who likes and subscribes. So that'll work. Um, and anyway, thank you. Bye bye. Ten four. Smells like courage.